to all our listeners and podcast players around the world. You've had another week of soap operas, and now it's time for the Creeks to come bearing debt. It's another episode of the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Good evening and welcome to another episode. Thank you for listening. And as I say, it's dead time. If your pockets are empty, it's because of the Greeks. So, we've got the hat trick on FaceTime. So, because, we, because we're too lazy to join up via travelling by car. Yes. Or in fact, we're actually about as skint as the Greeks. Hence, when we can't afford to fill up the vehicles. <laughs> so, yes. So, after our last controversial one, and uh, you maybe we stocked up on bullets from Amazon. It's been fun. <laughs> Been a lifetime supply. <laughs> That's a great thing. You can reorder through the family program. You know, <laughs> it's amazing what you can buy. You know? it's, it is great. Yes, uh, and uh, Amazon discount. Brilliant. Uh, yes. So uh, yes, um, you can take a few out, a few, um, a few uh, ISIS terrorists in my garden. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> That's been quite a week, hasn't it? Yes. Quite a week. It has been. It has been quite a week. Anyway, first stories. Some really serious stuff going on. Uh, since it's the day, it is 7-7 on a more of a serious note. Uh, we are remembering the 7-7 attacks from 2005, 7th of July, um, basically when the London bombings happened from the Tube and the bus and the a few other places and remembering that today and watch the memorial service on the news and the telly. Certainly very touching. And to know that these families have come together um, um, just to remember what's happened and to realise that um, the terrorists, London, some people were broken, some people have worked through it. Uh, these ter- terrorists are not going to defeat London. I don't think they're standing tall. I mean, what do you think of the situation? What do you think of the memorial? Did you see some of it at all? Yeah, no, I did. I did. I did see quite a lot of it actually today. You know, I think it was. I mean, it's something obviously they were going to have to do, but I think they actually did do it very well. Um, I think it's amazing what they've done at London and at King's Cross, and all the work to develop the actual place. You know, to give a memorial and so on to it. Um, I remember because at the time, remember, I'm sure that. The day before the terrorist attacks, did we not find out that London had won the Olympic bid? Yes. You know, because there was all this joy, you know, and, and it was. It was that people were. In, it was an, a wonderful day when we found out that London was going to get the Olympics. And then, of course, the very next day, this all happened. But now I remember as well because I was at the time I was working for a major bank. Um, uh, one of these, I was one of these people that phoned you to try and sell you PPI um, <laughs> at the time. And uh, yeah, so the, um, all that money is kind of my my fault, really. Sorry about that. But uh, but. Uh, um, um, they, there was also all issues with the, the G7. And remember, they, were, they had the G7 at was it um, not the North? It was at the it was in Britain. It was in Scotland, mm-hmm. and they had all these rioters in Edinburgh. Yes. And remember, they, they, they had it was at that big hotel. Um, oh, you know the big, the big, the, the very luxury hotel over in Fife, is it not? Okay. Or St Andrews. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, what, you know, the name will come to us. Um, but yeah, and I remember because that we were under, we thought we could well be under siege by all these um, kind of hippie protesters coming um, along to the South Gyle. Uh, but in turn, it was this horrendous, um, um, you know, bomb, bombs that went off in London. And during the, I remember hearing the news, and my goodness, did the whole place yeah. go quiet um, as, it, as, as these things took place. And it, and it was horrifying. Um, but, you know, even it shows you that even with the British, um, you know, counter-terrorist lot being as good as they are, and I think they are excellent, um, you know, it, it wasn't enough to stop them. Um, but, uh, but no, it's, I think we all remember with all those who have lost loved ones and all the families, who are going, you know, who this, this tragedy is remembered and that we're with them. We send our, our love and our prayers to them today. I think it's been, I mean, it's been two th- since 2001, we had September the 11th uh, and uh, on... 9/11, um, and that's basically 14 years ago. You've got 10 years uh, since this happened. Uh, 7/7, um, and to know that the, since September 11th, the world has changed in many ways, and uh, and is getting. I mean, for the reason, whatever reason, these attacks have happened. Basically, they are getting. Things are getting worse, and things are getting more extreme. And it's, if it's not your general, whether they're saying uh, it is in the name of Islam or not, uh, but the, I think the acts that they are doing is just absolutely disgusting. And it's the way it's killing innocent people, especially with the recent attack in Tunisia. And the person yeah. and the person who who radi- who actually radical saying who radicalized this person who killed or trained the person. He killed these people in Tunisia. He's in the UK. Oh, yeah. He's in, lives in Britain. He's living on, and he's got getting fifty odd, getting forty or fifty k in a, a, a month or whatever a year in benefits, and he's in living in a, some million pound house because uh, he's with his wife and he's got disabilities. Um, my personal way of thinking: here's your plane, here's your here's your passport. In fact, we'll take your passport. You can just go back to Syria. So, which probably leads us on to a recent story in the, today in the Daily Mail and uh-huh. other other things about should we be offering free flights to the, all these extremists who want to go to think they can go to paradise and think it's such a wonderful place. You can go over there. You got your fifty-seven virgins. You're, you're, you can have your. <laughs> I need to laugh here. It's not funny, but it's you're, you're fifty-seven virgins. It does, it does remind me of that Billy Connolly, that famous Billy, Con- Billy Connolly video on YouTube. That was just so funny. It was just honestly, almost made you cry. It was that funny. The, the fifty-seven virgins. You can get your, you, or you can. You know I mean, you can go over there to paradise and think it's going to be wonderful. Uh, but it's, <laughs> can you? I, I mean. I think we should just simply say, simply say, there we go. You on you go. Paradise it is. Get on the plane. You get your free halal meal. On you go. So let's talk about the story, which is talking about that in the Daily Mail, and the, the story that there's been a lot of joking about it in recent other podcasts I've been listening to, and John Gaunt has been talking about it jokingly, um, and I think they're starting to actually. Not actually take it a bit more seriously. What do you think about that? I oh yeah yeah. I mean it's it's certainly interesting. Um, it, uh, yeah, I mean it's you, you kind of wonder what's going. I mean, in all fairness, Australia would do something like that. You know, the Australians have now got 
um, a very kind of um, they're taking a really hard line and say anyone that goes from Australia um, to Syria um, or to Iraq to fight for ISIS um, they won't be welcome back and they'll have their passports stripped yeah. of them and, and they'll be deported um, so they'll just go back there they'll just send them to go back to Syria and that's it mm-hmm. um, or, or wherever they've gone um, and I think it's crazy I mean I know you were saying as well I'm sure we'll talk about that um, that Glaswegian woman who was who went yeah. over there and who's been allowed back, and no doubt they'll have every nanny state person saying, "Oh, they'll help them for retraining, and they're fine now," you know, and and this is what they're coming out with, you know, it's because that's what it's like over there. I mean, it's it's in some of these, you know, I would say the, the great public sector kind of great you know stratospheres of bureaucracy um, and great ideas of multiculturalism and this is what they're doing and you know i mean it's shocking absolutely shocking that they allow this to go on well we're talking about the story there's uh this the the ex uh, bob quick who's the ex uh scotland yard assistant commissioner said fanatically fanatics are uh, fast festering in uk and said the terror threat posed by isis has grown since the bombing in 2000 bombings in 2005 the government should consider chartering flights to Syria to UK fanatics who want to join ISIS, a former counter-terrorism police chief said, has suggested. Bob Quick, a former Scotland Yard assistant commissioner, said it could be would be safer to help British extremists leave the country and ban them from returning by withdrawing their passports. So, I simply say, chucks away, Stelios, it's your free flight, rev up the engines at Luton Airport, uh, There's all your signs. Just aim, aim, go take a, a plane that's yeah, full of them. Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. And yeah, just yeah. have the pilots pilots jump out halfway along. We have uh, we have free in flight. Your your Bin Laden in flight movies. With uh, you can watch gays being dropped off of buildings if you really want to. You can also have you get your free halal meal. We'll take your passport off you, and uh, you will not be coming back. Simply, uh, we'll go to paradise and have all your fifty-seven virgins. And uh, enjoy. Yes, there's paradise for you. You're neat coming back. Chucks away, Stereos. Bye, bye. It's all in 28 different languages. I don't think it's going to be an EasyJet plane, I don't think. Yes. You know, I think of the poor people who got a last minute cheap flight. Well, I don't think it'll be EasyJet. I don't think they'll be wanting that. No. But, um, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's horrendous. I mean, you hear of all the stuff. I know we use it in joking terms of, of you know, what, the, the, what they do to um, in different groups in society, oh, which exactly. is absolutely awful. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, uh, and it, this is what, it's because it's almost like they're kind of me- medieval version of, of Islam, you know, and this is what they're wanting to bring about. Um, that, and it's it's just horrendous. Um, but, you know, they, but they, this is what they want, and they're doing their best to try and make it happen in certain areas. But hopefully, we, we heard that they got, that Cobain had been um, set free, I think, and the local was it, um, Kurds and others had managed to, to set, you know, to it been a pretty, a pretty bloodthirsty um, uh, uh, time in Kabane or Kabane, however they pronounce it. But um, uh, but it's you know it's it, these people, it's it's something else. It's a way of life that's crazy. But it's when you start seeing it on the streets of Britain, like the chap who was found with the flag. I think it is an ISIS flag. Yeah, in London. Wrapped around him and with his child sitting on his shoulder. I mean, me. to talk about that, if you think about it, I mean, that is. If, for example, that was a Nazi flag, to say the least, the, do you think yeah. that the, basically the police would be at him, they would lift him, his feet wouldn't touch the ground, 
He'd be yeah. the flag would be he'd be questioned in a cell or something. I think he would have been arrested pretty quickly. But yeah. I have a feeling that they are allowed to carry a Nazi flag if some, you know, for, in, for example, for a protest. But I mean, they're going to be pretty unpopular, and yeah. I, I don't think I'm not sure. I mean, maybe I'm, I could well be wrong on this, and I'm not. I hold my hands up if I am. Yeah. Um, but I think they are allowed to actually. I mean, it's obviously it's something that's going to stir up major thing, major issues because it's 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 pretty um, it's insane and it's pretty horrible. Um, but uh, but I think you can in some cases carry certain flags but the fact that he was the police did stop him but found out he was doing nothing wrong and yet but they're doing this to kind of scare people we can do this and no one's going to stop us you know they're gradually trying to intimidate us slowly by Uh, bringing it subtly bringing in things like the ISIS flag or bring in other things or there'll be it's going to it's creepy to be honest with you we are at war we, this is World War Three kicking off in a subtle way, in a gradual way, and this is going to be the next World War. With it before, just before we know it, they're going to be we're going to be fighting, having another war again soon. What do you think about that? Do you think over the next few years or? Yeah, it's going to be against robots that are powered by Apple. You know, <laughs> you know, make some pretty good adverts, mind you. But uh, you know. <laughs> Yes, the, um, the new Apple, the new Apple robots are taking it. If you don't have an Apple, you might not live that long. You know, you know, <laughs> you know well, get a good pair of running shoes. You know, <laughs> you might, yeah, talk about, you might. It's, I think they should do what they did in the Running Man film with Arnie, and uh, they should uh, put all these collars on them and just. You want to leave to Syria? Yeah, here's your collar. Yeah. You're gonna blow up. It's, it's, I mean, I certainly think that now that it's gotten to a point where you, you kind of think, is it safe to bring these people back? And put them in normal prisons. Because obviously, many of them, you know, many of them have could, could have committed, you know, pretty dreadful crimes over there. And um, they need to know what they've done. And this is the thing: how do they know what they've done? It's it's going to be very well, very difficult to know what's happened. But I think if you put them in a normal prison, they're more likely to radicalise others. Um, so you kind of think actually maybe there should be a, a separate place now because it's it's to, for their own, you know, for the safety of others. And I, I just think it's such a serious statement. These are terrorists. Um, so they are, you know, they can't just be let loose with other other prisoners, I think. I think it's far too dangerous. You've got the... Well, let's... We, uh, go on to the story that a migrant has been found dead in the Channel Tunnel. The migrants to slightly go on to a different su- a subject, but also leads to, stays on the topic that we're actually talking about. The reason why is that even though migrants are, are getting into the actual Channel Tunnel and they're having to... They're stopping the trains... Uh, uh, causing delays. Now, instead of actually uh, jumping on the back of lorries, they're just going through the tunnel. Uh, and uh, I tell you, that's a long, that's a long walk from the Channel Tunnel to, from one end to the other. Uh, um, uh, but that uh, main thing is, there's now been one found dead. Now, that could incite if, if people are aiming are able to get into the tunnel. What's saying a terrorist or somebody of ISIS could get into? They've already attacked France uh, twice already. What's saying they can't? They're not saying they can't get into the tunnel with a, a rucksack of a bomb or anything, and suicide bomber blow something up, blow up, and they could cause mass destruction in the Channel Tunnel, which could cause. Think of the destruction that could be caused, and think of the setback that could be. Could be devastating, um, kind of thing. You just don't know. So. It could be. Uh, no. uh, sir, what are you thinking? You're smiling. <laughs> well, no, no, it's just because you're kind of. It sounds like some kind of kind of like action movie that you're dreaming up. But no, it's no, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've it, got action uh, movies on the brain. 
<laughs> it's only because I'm hopefully going to see Ted too this week. Maybe we should hire Ted. Would, there's probably pretty major security, but I mean, it does, you know, um, the fact that these guys are getting through is dangerous, but it's because the French have been on strike. You know, the, 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 the workers there have been on strike, and I mean, they, they've got to send in the military, I think, to some extent. Send like, in. Borders, it's, 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 it's shocking. Send, um, I mean, send the in the Gurkhas. Send in the Gurkhas. They're doing nothing. They've retired. Yeah. just said, listen, you don't, you're not coming in. And just if you don't don't get, if you don't stop or don't come any closer, we're going to shoot you. Bang! That's it. You're dead. <laughs> well, they were saying that. Uh, well, that's, that's a lovely point to uh, put a full stop on. But uh, um, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. well, we've got these eggs. You know, if there's if there's all these women that will be on Channel Four presenting, I can imagine it's getting away with that one on Channel Four. Yes. I don't think so. Mm. But um, the, the but no, they were saying that when people were stuck in the traffic. Um, uh, coming into Cali, um, that a lot of the, the 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 kind of ones who were quite desperate, you know, were threatening people in their cars, you know, for money and for, for you know, and they were, they were and some of them had knives and everything. So it's it's pretty dodgy, and you know, it's uh, and they're kind of letting it build up at Cali on purpose, you know, almost to threaten the British and say that what are you going to do about it? You know, why are you not going to take them? Mm. Yeah. So it's it's really ropey. It's very was. Um, what we do is we're going to take a commercial break uh, before we come to our next story. Um, so let's po- uh, please hear from our let's, uh, let's hear from our sponsors. Yes, our wonderful sponsors and yeah. get buying, get your credit cards out. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Here goes. This show is brought to you by EdinburghDusters.com and IdeasGoingLive.com. Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to Hattrick and Ramsey at gmail.com. <laughs> okay, welcome back. We just I hope you enjoyed our sponsors or we break. Uh, we're going to quickly cover a couple of two stories very quickly just to wrap up the ISIS topic on the, the podcast here. And we're going to something a bit more cheery. Uh, just to say there's a uh, story in the Daily Mail. We are looking at the Daily Mail at the moment. Whether you like the Daily Mail or not, that is, you don't. Whether that's up to you. Uh, maybe you're sitting reading the Sun or the Daily Sport. That is your choice. Uh, but uh, you're obviously getting more enjoyment out of it than we are, um, because we're looking into the, uh, the talking about ISIS. But we'll leave that one there. Um, um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so then the Let's thing. just get to the story. Oh, is oh, it? Oh, oh, yes, 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 boss. <laughs> um, okay, on a serious note, we are. The story has been linked to uh, another news site, CBN, which is Christian uh, Broadcasting Network, but it's obviously linked to the Daily Mail here. It's the talking about how ISIS are there's Yazidi women, two women who are being sold as sex slaves, are reliving the unspeakable cruelty they suffered in the hands of ISIS fighters. Now, these women, one of 19 who has a son, they're basically being captured, they're being sold, they're being raped, they're being brutally beaten, but the only way they're being, they're simply not resisting for the sake of that they're to protect her son. Because if not, on some occasions, these guys are brutally beating the son and to stop the beating of their son, they're having to See, let them, let themselves be raped. So their son is not not our kids are not being uh, brutally beaten, and even uh, a slightly older even slightly older women as well. Well, basically, a woman 
they're being sold to older guys and they're being imprisoned. Now, this links to a story that there's also a nun who is actually going into Syria and is speaking to the survivors who've actually, once who've escaped, and hearing their stories and hearing how so badly uh, what is happening. So simply, all these pe these people are being kidnapped by these sick, sadistic, bloodthirsty, this evil bleeps, evil... Does, uh, I don't want to curse, but they're just being absolutely... There's not much fun. Yeah. There's yeah, not a, yeah, there's no. a, there, you, you can... Uh, you'll it's find... just savages. It's savages. It's medieval savages. The whole thing is crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's, I don't even, in this way, want to give them any more kind of publicity on it no. the, way, the way that they are, because we hear so much about it. But it's, it's you know, I mean, the, the fact is, there's example after example of, of just the barbarism of, of, of how they treat people. And this is what they want for their state. You know, this is what they actually want for people, and they, but see, they're saying all these different things. You know, they're they're trying to attract young men across, saying, "Oh, you're going to have all this, you know, and all this wealth, and all these women, and all the rest of it." And um, goodness knows how they convince the women to go across, mind you. Um, you know, because it's it's absolutely horrendous. Um, but it, it's it's something you know. I, I, I was ever one for always bringing in military action, but I think if it keeps going in this way, it's not just a matter of defeating ISIS in Syria and Iraq, because I think it's, it's got to be done by, by the local countries. They've got to be supported and helped to clear them out. Um, but we have to do so much more in our own countries as well and across Europe, because it's, it's, it's well, we've seen the devastation of what happens when, when, when terrorists get through. Um, you know, we just got to hope and pray that no more acts of this ever happen in Britain or anywhere else. Um, and that people who are wanting to do these things will get caught well, you know, well before they could have a chance to do anything. Mm. I know it's it's getting to that stage that we need to something needs to stop. But the, I'm not going to read too much of the story because it's, it's it's very actually quite sick and frightening of what is actually happening to these women. And I, there's the women from there's women from Glasgow as well who simply wrote a poem praising the attacks in Tunisia and praising the attacks in London, France, and other other places. And I tell you something, if this woman is still in Glasgow, I say, get herself, there's your, you are, get her on a plane and get her shipped out of this country right now. Uh, we do not need these these barbaric, um, hate, uh, these barbaric people in this country anymore. And I tell you something, whether this, uh, there's a question that this woman, the, the nun who was actually saying in, this, in a story, which I think is actually quite interesting to, uh, she is saying, I'm going to, the, 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 I'm going to read it to you, the mission of Abu Bakr, the Baghdadi uh, of ISIS, is to convert the world completely to the Islamic religion and bring them to Dar al-Salam, as they call it, and Islam is not peace. Please, whoever says ISIS has no connection to Islam or something like this is... Well, he, it's, a, it's a kind he, of medieval version, yeah, isn't it? He, that, that's, that's the kind of thing that... Let me just read, that, it, that let me just read this. Quickly, he's a liar. ISIS is Islam. Islam is ISIS, Dogen explains. A simple fact is a lot of these Muslims who are saying that Islam is a religion of peace, prove it. Come out, stop, get off your hands and get off your ass, get off your hands and knees from your mosque. Come out, start what, what marching, saying, not in my name... And prove that this is not right. If you're not willing to get out your out your mosques or out your oh, fasting times, come and start saying that this is prove this is a religion of peace. Because I tell you, you're saying one thing, but these people are going going around killing and brutally murdering and raping people yeah, around the world. 
to, to add a touch of realism here, Fraser, just yeah. just for a bit. I know I know it is shocking, and I know it can get right. um, emotional when you see these things and read these things. Um, but let's face it, that yeah. you know this is a, a a group that is a large group. Yes. But it, you know, it doesn't represent. I mean, you know, the vast majority of of uh, of Islamic people in this country and across Europe are peaceful. And um, yes, you know, they're going to go to their mosques. They're going to live their lives as 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 they believe uh-huh. God wants them to do. And they are lovely and decent and nice. And you never have any issue with that. Um, and and even in all, it's it's very difficult because this strain, the ISIS strain, is something that is causing. Um, an awful lot of you know, it's 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 such a kind of medieval way, um, but it's it's abandoning kind of Western principles, um, and uh, and, it, and it wants to do it's just, it's on its own level of savagery, and it and it's taking you know quotes from the Quran, taking them quite literally, um, and going out to try and make this happen. But I, I think in the end it will be defeated, but it's going to take a huge amount. Yeah. Um, but I think we've got to be. I mean, going back to the lady there from Glasgow, um, who was who wrote the poem. You know, praising what was done in Tunisia, which is absolutely horrendous. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if she won some multiculturalism award for diversity. You know, in Glasgow, with it's coming up with this kind of stuff, um, because the fact that it's that they're showing it and she's gotten away with it is, you know, it's it's, it's horrendous. Um, but uh, it's, you know, it's it, we should not be allowing them to be taken seriously like this. You know, it should be sorted out straight away. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll call our call it quits on the ISIS talk because I tell you something. Simple fact is to wrap it up that you can I think get the, the rev up the engines, look at the airport, get on the plane, goodbye, bye, bye, jokes away, stelios, bye, free free halal meal, in flight movies of Bin Laden, on you go, enjoy, enjoy free flights, and I tell you something, the the pilots are going to parachute out of the plane, and you're going to. It's going to be an autopilot, and whenever it lands, it lands. So uh, enjoy. Paradise awaits. Anyway, to our next topic. Um, where are we? Are going to... It might be our last topic, I think, on that level. <laughs> yes, well, that's, uh, it might be our last topic. But uh, let's go to our next topic. And just... Okay, we're back after we that was we just had finished our news uh, section. Now we're going to go to our entertainment section. We're going to the uh, film we're looking to go and see. I want to go and see Ted 2. So does the Hattrick. He's going to see it at the weekend. I hopefully I'll get an opportunity to see it as well. I also want to see Terminator Genesis. So uh, looking at the trailer, this looks rather interestingly funny. Ted 2, what do you think? It looks very funny indeed. To have some, I did. I was a big fan of the first one, um, and this one I, I, I really want to see. Um, it's uh, it's just brilliant. It's it, it was. I think it was. You either kind of love it or hate it. Yes. Um, but I have to admit, I, I thought it was it was really good, and I think the second one looks to be a, a worthy a worthy number two. I think. Yes. The, certainly, the toilet humour is very brilliantly close to the bone. But if you like a bit of toilet humour, you're gonna laugh at Ted too. It's great. <laughs> I think I can tell you quite like toilet humour, Fraser, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Can just tell. <laughs> uh, certainly. Yes, I do like a bit of. Toilet humor can't go wrong. Uh, it did actually. Yeah, no, it, it does look very fun. It does. I have to admit, it's, it's uh, I've seen a lot of the outtakes. Um, and uh, what was the other film that did um, with the chap who played it, um, who does the voiceover for them all? Um, S- S- and it was a was it a million ways to die in the west? That S- was very Seth MacFarlane. Ah, Seth MacFarlane. It was. He's he's, he's very funny. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty reasonable. Um, but um, so yeah, so I think that should be. That so should be our ne- on our next show uh, in, in a few weeks or in a week's time, we'll hopefully 
uh, come up with the review of Ted 2 and give you a, a film review so you can find out what, how it's up, what's happened. Um, it was good. Uh, we had a few weeks ago, if, if you want to look back at our previous podcast, we've had we've got over 66 hours uh, of, of uh, our chat. Insomnia busting. Yes, yes, if you um, you got a long travel on a plane exactly. or if you train, can't sleep at night, we're the answer. Yes, <laughs> you can play us. You will have, we've got about 66 hours of our previous podcast. We have recently had a American hip-hop and R&B artist, JCK, on, on a FaceTime call from America, which is great to chat to her and play some of her music on the podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll get some more people like that. Uh, also aiming to get some motorsport people. Uh, aim to try and get some just mixed bag of people uh, on our show. Uh, and if you are interested in being interviewed or want to talk about something, please get in touch with us uh, at Ramsey at gmail.com or you can send us a tweet, which is Ramsey uh, at, uh, sorry, at Ramsey. That's what it is. So uh, to give us, you'll find us on Twitter. Uh, you'll find us on Facebook. We are soon to have our website, which is good. So we'll have some fantastic deals, offers on there. We'll also be able to, you'll see some of our sponsors. Uh, you'll see, be able to download the podcast. You'll be able to see some interesting, hopefully we'll do a video or a podcast. We'll do a podcast where you'll video it maybe while we're doing it so we can see that and you can see our ugly mugs. Uh, Crime Watch UK. Uh, uh, extreme. <laughs> what do you think, Patrick? Yeah, no, no, that sounds a lot of fun, actually. I think I think we could do quite a, a few good skits on that. Yes, um, that I'm sure that our listeners would enjoy. We do want to do a. We want to try something different, funny. We want to do a kind of comedy sketch, as in like a video, like being two cops or being two. Uh, was it? <laughs> a public sector sketch yeah, would be quite pu- Public good. sector workers, basically, because they do nothing anyway, because they simply get paid for sitting on their ass. Well, but, some of them. Some of them. Some of them don't do it. Well, Some of them should do a very, very good job. They don't, of course, to, to make sure we don't offend everybody who's listening, that's uh, to, or anyone who's left listening. Um, no, no, the, the public sector, the, we know that there are a few known jobs out there, and it's just to make a bit of fun about that. Yeah, about 1%. That should be about 1% that do work, and the 99% that don't. That should cover that one. Well, yeah. I hear that somebody, about 10% of the public sector is actually off at any one time. In fact, sometimes even more than that. It can be about 15% yeah. plus. They're actually off. That's why, you know, there's so many places that are short-staffed. So there's 15% of them are on the sick. <laughs> and that's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite, it's, or on the stress or disabled, you know, or, or claiming that they can't work for whatever reason, but are still getting paid. And that's this. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't make it's, that. It's staggering, especially the amount of teachers. The amount of teachers we know, you know, I mean, this room around the Scottish borders, um, who are off with stress or different things? It's 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 you know it's it's quite and I know that's that's something that's throughout Edinburgh as well. I was speaking to somebody who works for the council in Edinburgh the other day, and they were saying they're really struggling for teachers. Wow. Um, quite a lot of them are off are off sick, and uh, with, you know or they're off with stress, and that. Uh, so it's kind of you know it must be teaching all that diversity that's doing it. Yeah, but be diversity. Can the rising tide of Islam yeah. Islamophobia and entitlement. Yes, you know, you know. You've got to be, you've got to be multicultural. You get it fit, make everyone fit in. Yes, you've got to wave your flags. Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter what colour it is. You got to wave it. <laughs> yes. 
know, it's getting it's getting something else though, isn't it? My goodness. It has, it has been crazy. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. So well, there, was, there was a big thing as well. What? Similarly, there was a there was a, a, a thing in, in it was Edinburgh or, or one of the one of the Scottish uh, cities um, for the, the the name person scheme that the government launched. Oh, yes, I remember. Um, well, it, yes. it was like a kind of it was a questions and answers thing, and so lots of people turned up. Basically, who were against it, yes. um, and they didn't know how to answer them. They couldn't. They didn't have any idea what to say. Wow. And this was a, a show that they were supposed to be prepared for, um, <laughs> and they had nothing to say. And uh, but it's it's really dodgy because there's this thing called Garthwick, mm-hmm. which is this kind of is a kind of protectorate thing for over every child. You know what they think the, the government thinks that every child should have and so on. Um, but now it's basically saying that you know if your parents. Um, don't let their child watch particular television programs that the child might want to watch. That's you know, not, in effect, a form of abuse, um, but it's not up to their standards. Um, and my worry is, if what happens if you have parents who might not, who might disagree, like myself, um, with all the stuff that they're doing on climate change and the fact that we don't maybe think the science is actually proven, that we think that they you know, a, there's not been any global warming for 20 years near enough. Um, and if you start saying, well, you disagree with that, and they're going to say, well, you know, your kids are going to have to learn one side and that's it. Maybe you might see, you know, uh, people who, like myself, might be seen as unsuitable parents. So it's it's pretty dodgy. And it's it's from a, the more the more you get into the SNP, the more you find how horrible it, it really is, and just how intervening it is. We, we can probably tell we're quite uh, level-headed and we're quite uh, open to what was it we do like the SNP and we do hate them as well. Well, they're like Marmite. Well, it's love it or hate them. Uh, and I think in our case, we just hate them. <laughs> I saw you liked one of their one of their Facebook pages, Fraser. Well, so that, you must like them. You must um, like them, really. No, uh, You're balancing me out, are you? No, no, I'm not just liking them so you can get all the the, 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 what's the word, the chat that comes from their, the drivel that comes out of their mouths, basically, to say, hmm. Just talking out their ass as usual. Well, they've been pretty quiet the last week or two. They've really uh, not done anything. Been, yeah. I know there were a few things, a few headlines saying about another referendum, um, if they oh. think this is going to be such a big deal. But I, I don't just, think. I think they're losing momentum. I mean, there was there was a there was a thing saying that now in a recent poll, and now seemingly forty seven percent are saying they're for independence. Um, but it really shows that in that way we're just like the Greeks. Um, well, the ones who are voting for this stuff, because any idea of trying to run their own accounts, my goodness me, is being big trouble. Um, you know, if, if, if more people want to go independent, now that they've seen the black hole of funding, I mean, for goodness sake, we need to wake yeah. up. They do. I, I think Nicola Sturgeon's a scaremongering because she's simply not getting what she wants, and she's obviously uh, put, going into a bit of a hissy fit. Uh, as I say, uh, we Jimmy Cranky is stamping her feet and moaning and whatever, and she's just... Yeah, she's just well, I'll, I'll tell you, if, if ever we get independence, we'll be we'll be below the Greek drachma in terms of value because the Scottish pound will be struggling to compete with the drachma. But worth about ten pence. It'll be cheap holidays to air, but the thing is, nobody's actually going to want to go. You know, <laughs> at least if it's the Greece Islands, you know, it's quite attractive and it's warm and it looks nice. But um, but you know there'll be no hmm. not only will there be no currency and no no money at the ATMs, but you know the, the, the Scottish pound will be worth nothing. So Hugh, um, what was the update on the British Grand Prix? Who won it? And give us a quick update. Well, it happened over two days ago. Um, we're, we're we're certainly up to date. Yes. And it's, of course, Hamilton won it. It was actually quite a good race uh, because it started to rain. Um, and uh, Hamilton started well. He was on pole position. But uh, he lost two places at the start to Massa and uh, the other Williams of Bottas. Um, uh, but he managed to fight his way back 
um, really because the Williams team didn't quite manage to get their strategy right. Um, and, uh, and Hamilton was able to come in just at the right time to change for wet tyres when the rain came on um, and managed to get past everyone. Um, but it was very close. It was a great race and, and really a fantastic event. Um, and on a quick note of that, I mentioned it very briefly in my last uh, uh, podcast last week, that um, the proposal is that Silverstone is going to cut the price of the Grand Prix next year to just £89 for the Sunday. Um, and then it's going to, if you want all three days, I think it's going to be £110, which is a phenomenal deal because that makes it one of the cheapest Grand Prix anywhere in the world. Um, and in, in Silverstone, you get a, a full day's worth of racing um, and lots of things happening. So it's, it, I'm, I'm hoping to book up next, next year. I think it's a phenomenal deal. So, that'll be good. so if you're looking to go to Silverstone, Silverstone next year, uh, get your, get booking your tickets or look at the prices or whatever happens for that you like your motor racing, uh, and you want more information updating on the Grand Prix coming up, you'll be getting the news from the hat trick because he has that as his field. Um, but we're going to talk about the Grexit, the Greece, a bit more news. So hat trick is going to update us. On the Grexit. Another Greek tragedy. It's another week and it's another Greek tragedy. I mean, what was amazing, I don't know if you watched the, the referendum on Sunday. I mean, I was glued to the television on Sunday. After the, um, after the Grand Prix, I was kept changing it over. Um, because, I mean, we just didn't know what was going to happen. We thought it could be very close. All the polls were saying it was probably going to be a yes vote. Um, and in turn, it was a no vote and a colossal no vote. So it really shows you that with all the EU propaganda, it just still didn't work because people voted no. Uh, although there were scenes of, of, of you know elation when they all got the result, I think what they just haven't understood yet is that they've basically you know cut their feet from under them now in terms of trying to get any more uh, refinancing because they've got nothing left and they're, they're, they're you know with capital controls um, coming into force last week and they're still there. Um, the, the, you know the, the economy is in its worst state it's ever been, um, and they're basically running out of money. And you know by Thursday they've got to have a plan. And there's nothing new. The, the, the joke was the new um, finance minister came uh, with a proposal that was written on, on his hotel uh, paper. That's all he could use. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's laughable if it wasn't as sad as what's happening to the Greek people. But they're, because they think they have to stay in the euro, and most of them, I think something like 75%, want to stay in the euro, then it's, it's, it's causing something else. You're going to get the, the simple sound of when you want to go and get money from the bank, you'll get this sound. Access denied. So as we've just been talking, we've just had some breaking news regarding the, the Greece situation. So what is the breaking news, Hugh? Tell us. Well, they've got four days until they're bust. Um, uh, they've been in the European Parliament this morning uh, with the Greek Prime Minister Tsipras, um, and basically he was saying that they've been used as an austerity laboratory. Um, to try and gain support and certainly when he came into the parliament there were lots of all these lefty socialists shaking his hand uh, but what was very funny was that there was a great speech by Nigel Farage um, and he was they were getting cheers from all the kind of right wingers um, because Nigel said to Cyprus you know you need to be the leader that your country that your country expects and requires and to lead them out of the euro um, yes it will be tough for the first few months but it will then get remarkably better um, and you'll actually have a country worth you know worth having again um, so yeah, it's very interesting because last night they were saying they had two days to form some form of agreement. So by Thursday that would be the end. Now they're saying it has to be in by Sunday, otherwise they will actually be bust. Um, and basically, there, there doesn't, there's not any kind of atmosphere for negotiations. So I think now that's going to be it. I think by Sunday it's cheap holidays to Greece. So when they go, when Greece go bust. Uh... What happens, so obviously they've got bankrupt, there's the debt, that they, or the money that they're due to 
the European Union, um, what happens? Well, they'll have no way of paying it. They'll just say it'll all be lost. So, um, seemingly, Finland has got quite a big um, percentage, something like ten percent of their GDP has mm-hmm. been invested into Greece. So there, they could lose a bit there. Um, so all the people that are saying how good the Finnish economy is and how well they run things, well, they made a bit of a mistake investing in Greece, that's for sure, because most of the other countries have taken their money out. Um, but yeah, all the money that's due, the two hundred and forty billion pounds. It will basically be written off. It has to be written off, just like a bankruptcy normally Bankrupt. would happen. So, well, that's uh, interesting news for Greece. Very cheap holidays. You may <laughs> take your own plane because they won't be able to afford to fly you out. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's, it's when they all have strikes and the they have the air traffic controllers don't don't turn up, so nobody knows where the planes are. And that's, so, so it's then you're, you're able to fly to Greece and just land anywhere. Hmm, I'll just park you it. Here. I'll just park it in this shopping mall. I'll do. Well, picking up, <laughs> that's all you need to do. Well, to... I don't think your jumbo is going to be that welcome over <laughs> at the local mall. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's, it's, they'll have to start printing the draft man, basically. That, I think that would be, I, I would be very surprised if they've not already made plans already to start doing that to get it ready just in case. Um, because it's uh, it's something. But what was what was the most notable thing in this morning when looking at the, the speech uh, by Farage against Tsipras uh, was the fact that Tsipras just looked blankly at him. As if totally ignoring anything, and he's in his own world. And they may have got a no in the referendum, but they've got nothing to to bargain with. Absolutely yeah. nothing. So, it's I think it's over. So is Greece is basically bust, and if they're not going to be bust, they're going to be bust and double bust come Sunday because it just seems to be dragging on. It's like it's like going to the dentist at the moment. So I think as soon as it's as soon as it's over, the better. So coming up, also you've got coming up, um, you've got George Osborne's first. Full Tory budget uh, oh, today. Yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think there's a, there's a good chance he's going to um, uh, reduce tax credits, um, and uh, which, which in some ways I have to say is probably a good idea because you know I know a lot of families have have um, gotten used to them. I mean, you know, I'm a recipient myself. One of myself, everyone gets them uh, for the family. But it's but we always say actually we don't rely on them. You know, we, we always make sure that we that we everything else is cut to the bone mm-hmm. uh, because you know that a they can take it, they can stop it at any time, and that we, we believe actually if you're both working, then you should have the money to be able to to, to manage. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's all about costs. You know, keeping your costs down because mm-hmm. um, we heard there was a Glaswegian on the phone on the on the program this morning saying he both of them work both of them are on minimum wage and so they're getting together about about um, they both work full time I think it was so they must be earning at least twenty six thousand pounds a year so we wondered what are they spending their money on because that's a fair bit of money to be right. getting in yeah. what you know what are, they, what are they paying out because the rent shouldn't be too high you know unless they're living way beyond their means I, I just think now there are jobs out there I mean I've been able to get work. Um, quite recently and other things and there is opportunity there so it's it's kind of yes it's going to be tough but the problem is this was Gordon Brown's terrible idea of you know you take with one hand and give with the other um, rather than actually having low taxes and low costs and encouraging people to go out and earn you know you take from one side and you give it back with the other and it's just a bureaucratic nightmare and, it, and it, then it makes people reliant on it all. Do you think uh, having all these welfare cuts is a good or bad thing? It seems to be there's a lot of people coming out saying with all these welfare cuts, that is actually going to affect uh, people harder than it's going to hit them hard in the pocket, um, and they're going to they're, they're struggling to meet make ends meet at the moment. But is that down to what they're spending on? Do you think? I think if we're actually honest, I think a lot of it is spending, and yeah. people don't want to give that up. You know, they don't want to say, "Well, I want this, or I want my Sky, or I want whatever it might be." 
but you know it's like I think it's it's you know I know it sounds it sounds bad, but I think if if you had Martin, you know, was it Martin Lewis from the Money Saving Expert? If you invited him into every one of these people who's complaining into their homes, I bet you he could save them a fortune. Mm-hmm. I bet you he could get them from being at a point where their costs would be, you know, at the moment it might be too high to then having money left over at the end of the month. I bet you he could do it. So I think if you know, it's I, I think it's a lot of it's in the theory. And in the in the idea that it might be bad, but you, we need to have a country that's balanced, balancing the books. You've got to have a surplus, really. You want to have yeah. money building up so you can afford to do things in the bad times. Um, and sorry, I suppose I always do wonder what people do spend their money on, especially when the people who do come on and say yeah, we're, we're, we're struggling will be uh, getting, or obviously cutting the cutting to the bone as it is when it comes uh. to our finances, but then. They're standing there smoking about smoking a packet of fags, uh, or a packet uh, of cigarettes for for those who are in yeah. uh, in America. Um, fags are not obviously what you think they are, but um, they're obviously cigarette cigarettes over here. <laughs> Sorry, that could be taken rather wrong. Yes. Rather, 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 rather. <laughs> that could be the wrong kind of thing. Yes, no, we're but we're not endorsing that. Not endorsing that. <laughs> anyway, so but what you can see them smoking a, pa- a packet of cigarettes. Uh, and cigarettes are not cheap, and I would say if you can afford to smoke and uh, feed your habit, stop it. Stop your habit. Uh, you can. Well, why... that, do you find they've got the latest Apple phone and they're paying 50 quid a month for it? Aye. And you're like, well, hang on, if you're on benefits completely, how on earth can you afford that? And they've all got them, you know, yeah. and they've got everything else. So they're probably spending like 200 quid a month on all these you know, all this technology. Yeah. And that, well, that could be the difference between balancing the books and not just there. Yeah. And then all this kind of takeaways and everything else. I mean, it's not just watching Benefit Street and things like that. It's, it's just, people don't think they deserve it. They think they're entitled to it. And the money should go on on their on their luxuries, and that's not really what life is about. Oh, you know, your your earnings and your savings pay for your luxuries, but only once you've got them in the first place. It, it should only be a small percentage of it that goes like that. It's back down to being within your means. You know that's what they need to be teaching at school, and all instead of all this diversity crap. Oh, it's all gonna be diversity. You know, I mean, you got fit in. You know, got diversity. <laughs> you got the rising tide of Islamophobia. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like really. I, mean, I have to admit, from from the, hearing that that poem that was done by that that Glaswegian uh, a terrorist, or the one who wants to go out to, ICE, to Syria to fight for them, and then or came back. Yeah. Uh, she was allowed back in, and now she's written this poem praising the Tunisia bombers. I mean, for goodness sake, you know. But it would not surprise me if you talk to some of the head, head ones in Glasgow City Council's diversity department, then she'll be up for an award. You know, so far oh. from being arrested and sent to prison, it'll be for you know it'll be it'll be a diversity award for um, for our cultural achievements. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm just. Cultural <laughs> <laughs> achievements, yes, that's right. She right. should be sent. Okay. She should be sent back. I think she should be whatever she's doing. Whatever I think she'd be here. Here's your plane. You're out of here. Yeah. What did she do when she was over there? I mean, very interested to know what she was part of. Well, you know? the, re- I mean, the the recent obviously we, uh, we talked about at the beginning of the show um, about the ISIS and the three women who actually went over the three London girls that showed them a video. Uh, they're now walking around the streets of Syria with Kalachnikovs, uh, all dressed in the full burqa, um, uh, and wearing their, their trainers. If that's uh, that is paradise for you, great. I mean, over this country, you have freedom. You can go to the cinema, you can go out, and you're free to walk out wherever you want without carrying any guns, and, there's, and you're fine. But now you're in a war, a war place, 
your life expectancy is life expectancy is well diminished pretty much. You know, the chances of you getting your ass blown off, well, is quite high. So, just to be blunt, yeah, so if you want to get a... But, I mean, what are they, are they like, are they army people, though, the girls? Are they, no, they trained just, into militia or something? Or what are they? Are uh, they kind of... Well, there, there was a video, I think it was in Sky News, possibly, I can't remember, but it was uh, showing them that they were pretty much walking the streets now, they were all armed with Kalashnikovs, and, uh, well, they're ready, to, ready for battle, basically. Okay. So. But he tries to... Uh, so I say, I say, I say, we send in the Gurkhas and get them in. It'd be. Was <laughs> 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 it? Get them. I'm sure they appreciate you volunteering them. Yeah. You know? Well, we've got <laughs> we've got all these people who, ex-army people who are not. I mean, the people who do serve. Um, I have served our country. And I admit, I always used to slag, be the best, be dead, and, and join and join the army. But I suppose that if you think about it in the, in the long. In the long term, we I would probably not us we would not be doing this podcast right now for the, if it wasn't for the people who actually fought and, and gave up their lives to make this country what it is. And, oh, yeah. um, we are, I'm a very much, I mean, I've always been a supporter of the military, and I I mean, I, it was never something I'd always thought I'd ever wanted to do. But but at the time, you know, when you see they've had to go in when nobody else will, yes. and I think our, our the British Armed Forces are among, if not the best in the world, mm. they're right up there because they, they we, how many times have we had to lead with America to go in and do things that nobody else would do? And yeah. you know, it's not difficult. I think the problem was they came out of Iraq too early, um, and and Afghanistan needs to be really careful. Um, and they need a long-term plan as well to help replace it because it's not—it's not just a matter of democracy because I don't think that always works in, in certain countries. But they need to have—you know—it needs to be ready and set up properly. I don't think Obama, you know, is—you is, is, know—he would all he wanted to do was withdraw troops, um, and now he's cutting the troop numbers as well. Um, you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's as dodgy as anything. Um, I, I think America's place in the world is really America's standing has collapsed thanks to Obama and his lot. And yeah. I don't think Hillary's going to do any more to improve that. It's all gone. Yeah, it's all gone. Very America's gone down the hill a bit. I don't think. I think he. I think Obama. He, he, yeah, I think all the kind of at the beginning of his uh, reign as president, when voting the first black president in, was a. Well, I think it was the kind of the, the thing thing to do. And I, yeah, I think. I think it's good to have. I think it's good to have. A, it was good to have a black president. I think it's been very. It's been beneficial, but. Uh, I don't think he's done enough for his own culture or race as much as he'd like. I think he's got lazy as a president. He's he's become too comfortable. He's not being uh, and that's he's been a bit on the golf course. Yeah, he's, I mean that's that's the thing. But I don't think I think from the word go it was it was hype, Fraser. Yeah. I think there are good you know there's a guy called is it Sowell or Hubble, um, an American Republican who's a, a black guy and, and a very very intelligent, a very good economist. Yeah. Um, you know you, you can't just vote for somebody because of their colour exactly. in terms of that and the biggest problem was that that's what they played on they yeah. played the race card with all of that and you know he wasn't very good in politics in Chicago there was all sorts of allegations of corruption mm-hmm. and problems but before he even become uh, when he went into the presidential race the bitter infighting between him and Hillary when they, when they were battling for the Democratic lead you know to, to, who was actually going to stand for uh, to be president in 2008 was it was horrendous mm-hmm. and you know and it, it, it was it, and then he came I remember he Came to Germany and he went came to Britain and he did all these speeches and everyone was cheering but I actually listened to the speeches and they were rubbish 
I'm sorry, but you know, I, I like political, you know, good speeches. I've always uh, had an interest in that, and there was nothing in it of any significance. Yeah. But everyone was saying, "Oh, he's the first black president. We'll vote for him because he's black," and you know, and it was crazy. And I think America has suffered dramatically. I think it's been dreadful from the start. Whether it be Obamacare or any of his rubbish, I mean, all he's done is created government jobs. The private sector has recovered a little bit. But it's by no means secure, and I think, in fact, it could well disintegrate before he leaves office next year. Do you think with his Obamacare, do you think that um, he's tried to do like a British National Health Service but obviously failed at it? Yeah, well, the thing is, it's not quite a British system. It's, it was more to require everyone to have health insurance. Um, before, um, any American could have health insurance if they wanted to anyway, most people do, a lot of people did, not not everyone did, but a lot of people did, because they would still serve you, even if you didn't have health insurance, they would serve you in an emergency, but they would simply take you to um, a charity hospital, or you know, one that would that would be up to, to, to provide for you, and if it was a very serious incident, or a long, kind of long-term health problem, um, if you didn't have the money, then you would be in problems, but, but the thing is, in America, stuff is cheap overall, and main things are, and people tend to earn more, you know, like the minimum wage is about Ten and thirteen dollars an hour. So there's, you know, it's if you were sensible and live within your means, you could have very good health insurance and have a very good life. You know, that's what most people do. That's the whole idea of the American dream. Do you think? Amer- uh, do you think America would benefit from having a system like in the UK? Is it? Oh no. 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 Oh no 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 no! Please no. no, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> no maybe not. The opposite. The, the whole idea. Yes, it's got its problems, but the, the biggest inter- the thing is that has happened is that they've got things like Medicare, Medi. Is another one as well that, that tends to be for pensioners, um, and uh, that it was again government intervening, you know, intervening systems that have caused the problem. Um, now, I mean, I've got lots of American friends who continually say, you know, Obamacare was supposed to bring down the price of healthcare, and they've had normal pri- private healthcare insurance, and when they went to renew, it's been up by fifty percent. And uh, so from $100 a month to $150 a month and more. I mean, some people were paying three, or $400 a month, and now it's up to like $500 a month. And this is through the Obamacare system. So it hasn't saved anybody anything. Um, it's simply been a massive, you know, extra tax on the on the on the country and on its people. And I don't. I mean, I, I, there might be a few people who say, "Oh, well, we've gained, but now we've got health cover." Well, you always could have had health cover. They just were too lazy to get it. So, but I don't see why they should punish the whole country for the sake of a stupid system. So, as we've been recording this uh, podcast, we've just been we, we started recording it last night, but uh, it was due to the fact it was late. Uh, obviously, Hugh, his wee boy, woke up due to he still got teeth coming in, and um, when he screams, he <laughs> screams. Um, and as a you know, people, we had to who, that one. yeah, so people who know who have got kids who've got teething problems, you'll understand. Uh, so, the, uh, but anyway, we we kindling the podcast this morning, um, and we're just, obviously when you you go to bed, you get new updates and stories that have come in the the papers, etc. So we're gonna, there's a brief story which caught our eye, which is um, happening quite a lot in areas of Rotherham, Bradford, um, Dewsbury, these are all parts of the Yorkshire area of the UK. Uh, one of them is Rotherham, but um, the Excuse me. The a play a woman a girl who was a, 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 in a play raped in a playground at eleven abused by seven men um, at night age twelve as well. Uh, due, due, sorry, due to an Asian sex gang scandal, tells her truly horrifying story. When that says one, this has been happening a lot. Now, during, down the page on 
on this story, there's a, a story about a girl who was murdered by two her Asian boyfriends because he was living a double life. And basically he was sleeping around, but his parents wanted to have an arranged marriage with somebody in Pakistan. Um, he She cheated on him through her one of her, his friends. Uh, eventually she had a baby, she got pregnant. Then her and her sister revealed to his parents uh, the whole thing, but obviously it was a fatal mistake. And what had happened is that she had the he'd said meet a, a local canal uh, and say uh, he said to her the phrase "I want to cook you beans on toast," which is simply to spill blood in their culture. Um, so the first white honour killing uh, in the UK, even and the, the the bad thing is that the social work department in Rotherham knew about this, that her life was at risk. And they simply sat on their ass and did nothing as usual. And th this is happening a lot in Rotherham, whether it's in Bradford or whatever, whatever part of the UK. You know, there's these uh, councils because they're just doing absolutely nothing to help people. People are, are crying for out for help and there's nothing being done. There's ch kids, young people being brutally abused. The sick perverts are going out there abusing these people and they're, they're crying for help. And they're doing absolutely nothing. They're happy to get their wage packet being voted in. They'll get their wage packet and they'll get doing nothing about it. What do you think about this, Hugh? Well, it's, it is pretty dreadful. And um, we've known it's been happening, you know, as you say, for quite some time. And um, but they don't want to upset, you know, the the state of play, the status quo, you know, because they think, oh, certain groups are being targeted or whatever, or it's it's like that. But the, the biggest problem is, and it was on the news today again. You know, now they want the care people to remain in care till they're twenty five because they think they can't cope, you know, if they're, when they're 18 and they leave. Um, but then this makes you wonder, what are they actually doing when people are in care? You know, what do they teach them? How do they help them? How do they kind of, you know, get them used to being a, a valuable part of their community? Because obviously it just seems that most of them are absconding and are just, you know, they're fleeing these care homes and are just getting out. And, of course, if they're going to be on the street, they're far more vulnerable to, to be preyed upon by, uh, by groups like that or, you know, any kind of criminal gangs. Um, but it is, it's something else. But I, I think, we, you know, we're hearing the stories. Now we need to see the prosecutions. Exactly. And we need to see them being sorted. Yeah, because the, the outcome of the story, this man, he, she was stabbed to death. Over, she was stabbed over 40 times, mainly in the head. Now, this guy, obviously, at the time, was, uh, was young. He was given life in prison. He's eligible, eligible for parole in 2029. I think it's t if you murder... If you, murder somebody of this calibre, their life should mean life. You get life, I think, you I get... think for these kind of things, it's the death penalty. I'm sorry, but I think should... that kind of first-degree murder, um, you know, they show no remorse, they're not interested in any of that. Um, it's off for the head. It's, um, I think we should, should be bringing... Well, I'm going to say this again, I've said it in the past, it's a bit controversial. Is it time to bring back the Saddam shuffle? Should they be hanging? Should they, should they ha the the... Uh, the capital punishment be brought back in some way or form for certain crimes in the UK, uh, like in America, certain states still have it, either lethal injection or uh, it's, it's all there. Uh, should this be the cause, if you're making other people suffer and families, should this be the punishment? Should you be... I, th I think when it's first degree murder and they show no remorse, mm. you know, like you found the one like the Huntleys and the rest of it was Ian Huntley and, and then the ones that killed the children back in, you know, like Brody. And the rest of you, you barely showed, they just hardly showed any kind of remorse at all. And you're paying for them for years and years and years. Um, you know, they never told the parents of the kids where they were buried. 
they were just been completely against any kind of help to anybody. Um, I think the guillotine, you know, just chop the heads off. That's the best way. Uh, that's the, it's cheap done and that's it. That's it finished. Exactly. So it, it's, it's crazy. Let's. I'm gonna. There's just a, a brief um, story on. It's saying that Britain tried to recruit benefit hate preacher, who inspired Tunisian beach massacre and campaigned to get him off. Him off UN's Al Qaeda watch list. Uh, Britain campaigned to get a jihadi preacher who inspired the Tunisian beach massacre off United Nations Al Qaeda watch list and may have attempted to recruit him as a spy. It was reported. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so, uh, there's obviously, do you think that could be true or not? I don't know. I think it'd be pretty stupid to try and recruit someone who was, you know, that kind of terrorist, um, you know, for British things because all they do is they just double take it. Yeah. And they just turn, they use, you know, then they just use anything they can get from Britain to then take it to Iraq or wherever or Syria or for their own good. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think they would do such a thing. What, where was, what, what paper was that in? I was, it's the Daily Mail. But uh, I, I think, to be honest with you, at the moment it's hard, even though it's hard not to talk about ISIS and hard to talk about the situation that's going on at the moment within the UK, and not just in the UK, around the world, it's hard... You, it just you cannot help. It just makes your blood boil that these what they're actually doing. They're um, they, they are bringing this on themselves. I think their long term plan is that they simply want to come in. They want to spread. They want they're subtly growing in community. They build up communities. There's obviously part. There's activists, little activist groups of the whether it's the Muslim community or whatever it is, uh, and they are simply slowly developing and slowly. Bringing just they're, they're having big families for a reason to make to grow, to multi to populate. Well, they, they thrive on multiculturalism, yeah. right? They thrive on all this stuff that they don't have to integrate. You know, they know we're talking about the extremists here, the ones yeah. that really want to do these things. Um, because look what happened in Paris. I mean, you go to certain streets in Paris, it's very, very dangerous in Paris now. Um, crime is high, um, there's a lot of it's a lot of extremists there. And they did a thing where um, a chap who was uh, put on the who, 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 he put on the Jewish, uh, what was it, the, you know, like the hat that they wear. Um, and he, he, he walked along streets in Paris. Some of them were even quite central. And he was spat upon, he was sworn at. Um, all sorts of things when he went on to areas that weren't even particularly Islamic areas, really. That you know, that, that in that sense, um, and it was amazing. They had a camera that followed him, a hidden camera, um, and the, the horrendous things that were said to him. You know, this is if we don't, you know, start stopping this kind of action now, you know, and 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 make you know really encourage people to integrate properly, and obviously rooting out extremism. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse because they're going to. There's more of them, and they keep coming in from different countries. I think we're going to, we're just going to cut all the all the ones that are claiming asylum and all this other kind of stuff. We're just going to say no. We're going to get it under control first before we can do anything. I think we do need to. It's getting it is getting out of control, and something needs to be done. Uh, the simple fact is that for all these people who are coming to this country, all these groups and multi being multicultural are not willing to integrate in, uh, into the UK and trying to have even in the UK. There's there is actually they're, they're having they've got their own courts that you were saying it was yours you were saying. Uh, they've got Sharia, having Sharia law, and, and the, is, I think there's a Jewish well, they're, they're courses. No, how can it? This is last time we checked. This is the UK, United Kingdom. This is the uh, United Kingdom we're in. It's United Kingdom law. If you don't like the United Kingdom law, if you don't like it, take get take a bus, take a taxi, whatever way you want to 
out of this country, whether it's a plane, train, automobile, automobile, get out of here. Go back, go to a place in the world which accepts what you want to do. Stop sponging off us because y- all you're doing is bitching and moaning about living in here and the way um, we run our country. Well, they, they, they want, well, the extremists want to take away from what, from the freedom that we have and replace it with a with this kind of terrorist state where only what they want, you know, happens about and where you know prejudice and, and horrendous crimes, you know, that are done in the in the so-called name of their faith, but. But it's it's a complete. It has become a kind of a, a savagery. That's basically what it what they want, you know. Because it's it's so. I mean, it's it's against women. It's against anyone of any other faith, you know. I mean, it's it, you just wouldn't want this. But unfortunately, there are many of the politicians seem to think, oh, it's fine and it won't do any harm, and you know they just keep let it go and let it go until it gets to a point where something horrendous happens, and then they're they're you know left to pick up the pieces. Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to hattrickandramsey at gmail.com. This show is brought to you by edinburghdusters.com and ideasgoinglive.com. Now time for a little bit of entertainment news just to wrap up our podcast. So here is the entertainment for today. Okay, the entertainment news for today, a little bit of stuff recently, X Factor chat, the X Factor is coming back, they're starting to do the auditions, they've had to delay the X Factor auditions uh, recently because of this sudden loss of Simon Cowell's mother, uh, she died at 89, so obviously I lost uh, condolences to the Cowell family, um, but they're saying that the new, one of the new judges, Rita Ora, who was recently on The Voice, has um, not turned up for the second day of auditions already. So what they're saying in the news, that just two days into auditions, uh, Rita's hectic schedule is already getting in the way as her commitment to Paris Fashion Week means she'll miss this uh, second day of filming alongside Simon Cowell. Uh, Nick Grimshaw and fellow pop princess Cheryl Fernandez-Frazzini, of course, the clash couldn't have been helped after auditions uh, um, was pushed back two days following the devastating uh, news regarding Simon Cowell's mother. Um... ITV have said they made desperate efforts to make sure Rita could make it for the uh, the 1pm start on Thursday but it it was decided the remaining panel would continue as a three in her absence so not so good for the new judge Rita Ora on the uh, X Factor this year. I don't. Who are all the judges this year? On it, you've got obviously got, you've got Simon Cowell uh, as standard. You've got Cheryl Cheryl Fernandez Frasini. The two new judges are Nick Grimshaw, the Radio One DJ. Who I just think he just looks like a complete muppet, and Rita Ora, who wasn't really one hundred percent great yeah. in the voice, is now on the X Factor. Okay, Louis Walsh has probably ran his ran his time. I thought Mel. It's a shame that Mel B wasn't back on. I thought she did well. I thought she was very good. And she's. Um, I, um, I don't know. I think I, I think the judges. I'm not sure how the. Yeah, it's good to have a a, a mixed up mixture of old and young. I would say. Uh, on a personal basis, I I, I think yeah, my I don't re- I don't really know Nick Grimshaw much. I don't I just don't yeah I think he's don't like the not many people like the sound of him or don't re- click with the guy. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see 
uh, what actually happens uh, come this year's X Factor and the auditions and how people will war- warm to them or not. Um, yeah. That'll be the yeah. interesting part. So X Factor is kicking off again. So it's, it's amazing how quick time flies. One minute, it's the final. Uh, the next minute, it's coming to auditions again and it's back on your telly come autumn. Uh, well, it's going to be back yeah. on your telly come September, October, well, maybe September, October. I think it's probably the end of August, isn't it, I thought? Uh, end, of end, of, end of August, yeah. End of August, September, the next match will be as crazy. It's just, you blink and it's... Oh, it's you, pretty quick, isn't it? Yeah, because the, you've, got Britain, you've got Britain's Got Talent in between, which kind of takes up the time. And before you know yeah. it, it's... You can always tell, you can always tell as soon as the X Factor starts, that's the run-in to the big C word, Christmas. When you've got to... Uh, you realise you've got... I've got no money. Hmm. Okay. I've got, as, <laughs> I've, got as much, I've got as much money as the Greeks, which is not much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why you got to see when you can. You exactly. Know, exactly. Well, we have, um, sorry, we have covered a lot of stuff over this podcast. It has been a very interesting, uh, to say the least. We have been. Yeah. We hope that you do like um, our show, and we do want to get hear from you. Give us your feedback. Email us, because if you don't email us, we don't know if we're, what we're doing right or wrong, and we do want to get your feedback. <laughs> you will have, a, which if you are going to have a website up very shortly uh, so that'll be looking forward to that I was some great efforts on that well, well that was one last wee thing sure. um, um, for our listeners here especially for those based in the UK and the mainland UK um, uh, there was a, a quick news story today that um, they were saying that the big energy the big six yes. energy suppliers um, are overcharging now of course most people everyone's pretty known that this has been happening for ages and ages um, but we have an answer to it and when our website comes online and you'll be able to save a heck of a lot of money. Um, So if you're fed up with your, if your supplier is one of the big six just now, then email us. There is great reason to email us. We'll get back to you, and we can help you save an awful lot of money on all your utilities and everyday services. So without fail, um, or or without wasting another second, if you're not happy with your current providers, Give us a shout at hatrickandramsey at gmail.com yeah. and we will save you a fortune. We all do. We all do. Also, if you're interested in buying a car, uh, we've also you can find us on Twitter as well or on Facebook. Please come and follow us. Talk to us. Uh, give us your feedback. It's good to hear from you. Uh, we think we've had a lot of listeners all over the world. That we've had, uh, we've had the some of the countries are being rather interesting to say the least. And uh, we've we want to give right. say hello to the people in the Netherlands. We've had over. T- on SoundCloud, we're on two a couple of websites. We're on Podbean, we're on SoundCloud. Um, SoundCloud, we are at 20, over 24 plus plays uh, from the Netherlands. We've had Spain, France, Israel, uh, Belgium, uh, Albania, Croatia, Poland, Germany, United States, South Africa, Philippines, and other countries. Uh, we've also had the Russian Federation, we've had China and things. I want to thank you for listening to us. Thank you for hopefully listening to our podcasts. Um, we believe that podcasts are going the, the right way and they're going forward at the moment. They're the, the done thing um, because I think radio is becoming too regulated and podcasts are not as regulated. Yes, you still have to be slightly careful what you say due to the fact of if you're talking about uh, a court case or a, something that's uh, somebody who's been take, arrested or going to go go to trial, you have to be careful what you say so you don't disrupt anything or for legal reasons, um, but also, you know, <laughs> to say the least, 
Um, but the thing is, that's coming after you, Fraser. No, that's coming after me. Uh, what's my name? Um, the PC police. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. But, um, but yeah, could, no, yeah. we appreciate all our listeners uh, from around the world, and as I say, we'll be up to date with all the latest headlines and the news and the sport. Um, and all the funny, the, the funny jokes as well, and stories we get that we've been hearing about um, with our next podcast. So whether whether you're whether you're living in uh, is whether you're living in the Islamic State of the UK at the moment, or you're on you're basically struggling to make your mate make make ends meet. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, or smoking your packet of fags while you're wonder wonder why your skin tone benefits. Well, uh, on, I think I, you need, you're underestimating. The, um, the, the, our, our listeners by oh, saying... Oh, sorry. Like, uh, oh, I bought a bit more. Oh, slip of the tongue. You bang. They would be sitting in a smoking room oh, in oh, a men's club or a golf club in America. Spending their or benefits... A, or a men's club in London. Spending their hard-earned benefits on their booze. Good. Brilliant. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to... Uh, That's not what they do. <laughs> OK, well, they don't... Uh, well, I don't know what they do because I never go into one, so I'm just guessing. I hope not. But anyway... Um, anyway, I'm sure there's a bit of controversy. You can get back to us and email us and tell us, and you can give us a good rollicking on the email. Brilliant. Um, okay, till next time. Um, thank you again for interviewing. Uh, well, not interviewing Hugh, talking to the other half of the the of the Hatrick and Ramsey over the phone. Uh, it's, been yeah. good. it's amazing how technology. If you can't do it physically in person, we can certainly do it over the phone. Still sounds just as good, and it's great fun just to tell people talk about our random chat. And we do, okay, have okay. Ran- we do have random chat, don't we? Before everyone turns off, it's nice to speak to you, Fraser. Take care and, and have a great week to all our listeners. Bye. Bye. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world.